Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers, where I just got a squirt of twisted tea in my face. And squirt you've been taking. <laughs> Come on. Hey-o. Come on, we back, baby. Uh, only one of us is an actual father, and Priest. We are the Fantasy Football Fathers. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big, Herbie Herbout. What up, what up? And Trey, a stinky finger, Jose. Hello, everybody. Hi. Jim, I'm not sure if you actually listened to the last episode or not, since you were not, not here. Uh, Trey went all out for his intro. I think I thought he popped a blood vessel, man. Did you really? I did. I went pretty fucking hard. <laughs> 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 I thought he might have had a heart attack or something. He went for it. You are in a whole 40-yard dash to the mic. <laughs> um yeah, I say vocals for that for like local punk shows, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna grab that mic and I'm gonna give you some gutter shit. I channeled some uh, some nastiness. That's fucking awesome. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. Yeah, just for that, it's a lot better than yours, but it's fine. We'll I we'll mean, take I'll, yours. I'll certainly so. listen to the intro, but I won't listen to the rest of the episode because I'm sure the fantasy advice was a bit lackluster without old Jimbo, huh, boys? <laughs> No, it's actually pretty top notch. Yeah, best yeah. show of the year. Most five star reviews we ever got on Spotify. That's all we take. Spotify. Fuck yeah, five star reviews. How many we get? One or two? But we have a good amount. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, it's good to be back. Um, I apologize for my absence. As I said, the show was probably a little lackluster, but um, yeah, man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it was great. Uh, it's good to be back. Life, you know, gets in the way of doing a free podcast sometimes. So it is what it is. Uh, this episode. <laughs> I sent some disdain there. <laughs> <laughs> Give <laughs> us money. Fucking work. <laughs> you know, got to work. Uh, but anyways, uh, week three, waiver wires on tonight's episode. Um that's pretty much it, right? And uh, maybe talking Nick Chubb's devastating oh, God. fucking leg snapping in half injury. Oh, my God. That's just a rumor, dude. There's no official announcement. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the video. Browns haven't said shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit was so bad. I mean, you know it's bad when, like, on national television, like, yeah, we're not going to reshow this. We're like, we're not going to show you the replay. Hey, bro, is that, like, our our generation's Joe Tisman moment? Who's Ty- uh, who's Joe Theismann? Joe Joe Theismann. Oh, okay. Joe, am I saying that wrong? Theismann. <laughs> Not yeah, Theismann. Is it Theismann? Yeah, it's Theismann. Yeah. Now, no, legs. actually, our generation Joe Theismann was also for the Washington Redskins when Alex Smith had basically the exact same injury. Yeah, but it was bad too. Alex Smith isn't as cool as this story because Nick Chubb, motherfucking <laughs> dog. That's fair. It also didn't happen on Monday Night Football, just like Nick Chubb's did. Theismann happened on Monday Night Football the entire world oh. to see. Okay, so Thiesman, who didn't have strong enough thighs. <laughs> it wasn't his thigh that broke. It was his thighs, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it was his thighs, man. <laughs> well, actually, the funny thing, if you talk to your parents about that, that watched that shit, you say that live on air, you could hear his bone crack like live when the play happened. Ugh. It was that bad of a break. Crazy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, we'll be talking that uh, yeah. throughout this episode. Obviously, Jerome Ford makes his uh, debut on the waiver uh, episode, so we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Um, A lot of injuries uh, happening around the league, uh, which makes waiver wires uh, that much more important. Um, Some big names 
kind of in the headlines right now. Obviously, uh, Giants running back Saquon Barkley expected to be sidelined for three weeks with uh, what's described as an ordinary ankle sprain, uh, but he is going to miss some time. So uh, that's a big one. You're going to be looking for a replacement for him. Uh, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. Uh, status for next Monday night's game kind of up in the air right now dealing with that uh, calf injury that he sustained uh, preseason so people are going to be looking to replace him so yeah a lot going on uh, there's been a crazy amount of injuries uh, it is like week one we expect it every week but I left my phone after I got off work and I had like 20 plus updates from sleeper it's just like, oh, this guy's injured, this guy's injured, this guy's questionable. I'm like, okay, yeah, now we're back in football season. Yeah, it always sucks when you have, like, injuries happen in the NFL, but it always sucks, like, as fantasy, yeah. you know, managers, when, like, everyone's getting hurt right now, is fantasy relevant? That's the shit that, that like, you can expect, you know, a safety to break a leg or, you know, something terrible like that happen, but, like, I don't really care because he's not on my fantasy team. Hey, you know who deserves a moment of silence? J.K. Dobbins. R.I.P. Jesus, dude, that dude's never gonna. R.I.P. Yeah, I mean, did you guys talk about him on the last episode? Yeah, a little bit, but now he, you know, he's and he's done for the season. He's officially dead. Yeah, for like the third time in twice years, uh, twice in three years, I think is is what it is. Like, I mean, I I would imagine that's probably the end for J.K. Like contract year. Oh, um, yeah, dude. He might sign somewhere yeah. next would, year for cheap, but but I mean at this point he's gonna be committee based exclusively. It means nothing. Yeah, he's done. No JK, <laughs> not even JKing for real. For real, uh, big bets, dude. Or <laughs> on God, what, what, uh, something like that. Yeah, on <laughs> on all the profits, man. <laughs> he's fucked. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, I guess, get into some of these waiver wire names. Um, start at the top at uh, quarterbacks, the quarterback position. Again, Joe Burrow, uh, not looking good for next Monday night. Um, also, keep in mind, Anthony Richardson could not play. He has a concussion, and he's had two. And granted, he's not doing much through the air, but he's scoring touchdowns on the ground. So Yeah, that concussion fucked me, but I still won. But, damn, he would have had a great game. Yeah, I mean, he's he's – for fantasy purposes, looking pretty good early on in his career. Um, Joe Burrow, I mean, you don't really want to play with that, uh, you know, and let all the games go by on Sunday and then be screwed uh, Monday night if he ends up not playing. Um, Also, obviously, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are impacted by that. I think you still probably have to play them, but um, I would be – you know, I mean, if, if you're lucky to pick up Puka last week or someone along those lines, you know, you might consider uh, benching those guys too if Joe Burrow doesn't play. I mean, his backup is Jake Browning. He's a fourth year guy out of Washington, and he played. I think his I think it was his first NFL snaps last week after Burrow went went down. He had one one attempt, no yards, one rushing attempt for minus one yards. So, uh, well, and it hasn't even been good with. Joe Burrow, like no, I mean, the offenses look terrible. T. Higgins so had a good game last last week, but uh, or this week, week two, but uh, week one, obviously zero receptions. Um, and Jamar Chase has been <laughs> for a guy that you either picked probably first, second, or third in in the draft. Like 
Yikes. I mean, he's getting his targets are, you know, nine and eight targets in the first two weeks, but only five receptions and hasn't surpassed 40 yards yet. Yeah. Mm. I'm not panicking quite yet, but it's definitely time to be. Well, no, I mean. But if Joe Burrow misses more than one week. Oof. Yeah. That's scary. But that being said, if it's Jake Browning this week, I would expect a big game from, from Joe Mixon. Yeah. But he's been also not been great. Pretty quiet. <laughs> that team in general on offense has been quiet. They're just struggling all around. So I mean, they should they should bounce back. Bounce back. They've had one of the best offenses for you know three years, basically since Joe Burrow got there. So they should be fine in the long run. But yeah, it's certainly a little scary uh, coming into this week three. So if you're looking for streaming options at the quarterback position, uh, a couple of names out there: Jordan Love, probably rostered in your league. Uh, 60% right now is where he's at, but there's a chance he's still out there. He's a lot higher, way higher owned in sleeper, which is what we mostly use, but like across other platforms, he's at like 35, 40%. So if you're not on sleeper, if you're on ESPN or Yahoo or NFL, whatever, any of those leagues, he's more than likely is still available. Yeah. He's been really good. I mean, number two quarterback so far this year, six, uh, six touchdowns, I think already zero interceptions. Yeah. Efficient. I mean, he's, he's only thrown for about 400 yards, but six touchdowns will do it to you. And hopefully he gets uh, Christian Watson back next week. Who's been dealing with a hamstring injury, but uh, they play the saints in week three. So uh Tougher matchup for sure than he's faced so far this year, but still, if you're looking for a streamer replacement, I would be I'd be happy. Yeah. Jordan Love. He there. does also get Detroit and then Las Vegas after that, which are two much lesser defenses than the Saints are. So even if this week he doesn't go great, his next two games should be very very efficient. I don't care who you are. If, if you're a quarterback on the waiver wire and you have six touchdowns in two games, I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> and we already know Jordan loves history. So, yeah, th- I think this one's like definitely a gimme. If you can snag him and even just keep him on your bench just in case, uh, if you have space, why not? You know, and, well, obviously us Packer owners knew what we were doing when we drafted uh, uh, Jordan Love, you know. Yeah, Get I'm the pretty fuck sure. out of here. Yeah, I'm pretty the sure. When I called into Goody and I said, you know, hey, let's go ahead and trade up and get this guy. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm I was pr- happy he listened. You know, if I remember yeah. correctly, Jim became an owner of the Packers two years ago, and so Love was drafted now we're four going years on ago. Forty years of <laughs> Hall of hey, Fame man. quarterback play, and uh, in the future, I'm going to invest. It, you know, in the future, yeah. I'm going to invest. Just yeah. so you know, draft this guy. I believe in him. I want to talk shit to my friends about him for about two years. <laughs> yeah. but oh no, it's going to be a lot longer than two years. Yeah, you guys could trade it up and got and got a new number one receiver, but he chose Jordan Love instead. And I remember James having a conniption about it, but. You know, let's not bring that up. (laughs) Moving on. uh, (laughs) Russell Wilson, the uh, this guy plays quarterback for the Denver Broncos. I don't know if you've heard of him, Tyler, but uh, yeah, once or twice rostered in 47 percent of leagues on sleeper. Uh, What did we just see? He's the QB three QB QB five QB five. Yeah. That's I mean, after tonight's on. game, so I think that's you may, I don't know who would have fallen behind, but yeah. So, uh, man, I'm just gonna say this right now: it's been a bad couple weeks for fantasy Wait. in general. I would say, especially quarterbacks. I don't want to jump the gun on this one, but uh, I mean, okay, I mean, everyone's talking about like 
the Broncos offense hasn't been great so far, but he did throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns last week. But but in two weeks, though, it, with him being at quarterback five, he's at 470 yards and five touchdowns. So that comes like 230 and like uh, give or take two touchdowns a game. Yeah. Which puts you around at the end of the year, usually around like number 12 ranking. Yeah. I think it just goes to show it's like R- Russ might be back for being like a backup guy, but I'm not like. But I again, I stoked on his number five ring. But if you needed a streaming option this week because of Joe Burrow or anything, Richard, yeah, for sure. And two, Miami? like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, do Miami's defense is not good. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Miami's defense, like, is not good. I mean, they could be better, especially once Jalen Ramsey comes back. But he's still, he's still not there right now. He's on the IR, so he's out for at least another two games. Yeah, I feel you. He, he's he's a good backup. Yeah. So I mean, they have Someone's they have Miami. They have Miami and Chicago in the next two weeks. They, then they play the Jets, which you know we'll see how that goes. And then, but then he turns back around and gets Kansas City. So like three of the next four games are against good matchups. Yeah, I'm with that. And the more comfortable he gets in Sean Payton's offense, the I think the the more you know production he puts out there, and the better he gets, he'll probably end up being a guy you probably should start and at this point based off of the way that he was being drafted it was undrafted so yeah i'm with you so i mean realistically he's probably gonna end up still being a top 10 quarterback this year and you could have got him for absolutely nothing yeah Yeah. that's a good point and a huge upgrade from week one to week two yeah so yeah the progress is definitely being seen would you guys rather play russell wilson or jared goff are you looking at your fantasy team right now? And you're asking <laughs> us. <laughs> so uh, who should I pick two? up instead? No, I'm looking at one of our, our more competitive one quarterback leagues and just seeing who's available. Just to throw some other names out here before we move on to another position. I but, mean, honestly, I would still go Goff. Uh, that offense, as we know, is going to be highly explosive. He's thrown 35 attempts. He's had 35 attempts in two games straight, so he's going to have production behind it. Week one, he didn't score a, ton, a bunch of touchdowns. He only threw the one touchdown pass. But last week in Seahawks, he had 323 yards and three touchdowns. I could see the same happening against Atlanta. Uh, Green Bay's defense not quite as good as I think we were all expecting, but he gets Green Bay, then Carolina after that. I mean, you're talking about some games here coming up that he could still completely go off. So I would still go yeah. golf. Um, but I'm not, that isn't, I'm not trying to discount Wilson here. I think Wilson is going to end up being a top 10 guy this year. Yeah, another... Ooh. Daniel Jones, I mean, against Arizona last week, put up 31 points. He finishes the QB1, does play San Francisco next week, though. Yikes. So Yikes. Tough matchup. And probably no Saquon. So, uh, No, there is no Saquon. They've already ruled him out for two to three weeks. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the running back position, I guess starting at the top. Uh, the big news of this evening as the Monday night games happened, Nick Chubb with the devastating uh, knee slash leg injury, dislocated knee, plus probably tore every single uh, ligament and tendon in that knee. So, And it's also the same knee that he had issues with in college coming yeah. into the league. So really tough, man. I mean, definitely a season ender, and I, I don't know. I mean... I mean, when it was pretty gruesome. I don't know if you saw it. You know, he's if it has career-ending implications, but you know, I don't think it will have career-ending implications just because of the way technology is, and guys can bounce back from even devastating knee injuries uh, relatively quickly. Um, but it is worrisome. This is the same knee that he already destroyed in college. He when he played Tennessee and had a knee injury, then it was a dislocation, ACL, 
MCL and meniscus tore, tear. And this one kind of looks like it's going to be... Like, they're already saying that like, it looks like a dislocated knee. There's also ligament damage. I mean, you're talking about, like, the exact same injury you already had. I mean, you bounce back from it once. I'm not sure how well you bounce back from it twice. So I don't think it's going to be career-ending, but I don't necessarily think he's going to come back and be a, you know, one of the top two or one, really two or three running backs in the entire NFL like he is right now. Yeah, so Jerome Ford uh, finished tonight's game with 22.6 fantasy points, 16 attempts on the ground, 160 yards, 6.63 yards per carry. Also had four targets through the air for three receptions, 25 yards, and that's actually how he scored his touchdown was through the air. And he actually came half a yard from scoring a second touchdown on a long reception. Yeah, if he would have finished that long run, he would have had a uh, another rushing touchdown as well. So, I mean, in my opinion, if I – I mean, obviously, if I'm the Nick Chubb manager, I'm spending damn near – Everything you have on all my fab. You, I, you'd have to. At this, I, I think it's that type of situation, and that's never a great thing to do at the beginning of a season in week two – is you know spending all your fab, but I think in this situation to save your season, I'm all for it. Yeah. I have Nick Chubb in one of my leagues, where he's my RB one. Obviously, um, I'm probably spending damn near all my fab to get him. So, oh yeah, there's nobody else in this backfield. They got uh, Pierre Strong is the next guy in line, and Who, he did score a touchdown, but the play before he got absolutely smoked. By yeah. by the linebacker at like at the goal line, so yep, and those were his only touches of the game. He was targeted at one point, but that was it. He had yeah, that's not the good. one touch where he was blown the fuck up. Then they gave him the ball again. He got the touchdown and a random target that he did not catch. Yeah, so Jerome Ford seems to be the guy. If you're on waivers that are uh, not fab, what do they even call that? Just standard waivers. Standard waivers. Um, oh. what, what do we used to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now I will I will throw this out here. He, he, I was just gonna say he'd be my number one waiver wire ad. Oh, for sure. In that situation. For sure. I we Dep- should throw it out there though. No matter Kareem Hunt is yeah. still a free agent. He knows this offense. He's been he was in it the last three That's years. That's very true. Yeah. And I think that the Browns are more than like I feel like if I need to make a call to bring somebody in, that Kareem Hunt is the first guy I'm calling. I still I, I think <laughs> even if they do, I mean Kareem Hunt has, you know, been at home on the couch. Obviously, he's yeah. probably working out, but it's still going to take some time for him to get into NFL game shape. Yeah, I mean, Jerome Ford has been there, has been has played well. I mean, six yards of carry tonight on sixteen attempts. And even with and with good. that being said, the reason Cream Hunt and they and the Browns aren't still together because of a contract issue, right? Like he's yeah. a free agent and he wanted more money than they were willing to give him. But he's still, like you said, he's still on the couch. And I think if there's a team that's going to sign him, it's got to be the Browns at this point, right? And so, and the shitty thing about that is like you could end up spending all your fab on him because that's what you should do with Jerome Ford. I'm not saying don't do that, but you know, you spend all your money on Jerome Ford and then they bring in Cream Hunt in two days. That kind of sucks too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I still, I honestly, I think Jerome Ford would still be. And you know the crazy thing the is, here. Cream Hunt is more highly owned than Jerome Ford is at this point, even though he's oh, not well. on a team. <laughs> That's funny. Now, after Kareem, this week, Cream Hunt is owned in twenty three percent of leagues, hmm. versus only seventeen for, for Jerome Ford. So it's an interesting little deal. But again, I well, they still got to sign him. This still yeah. has to happen, right? Mm-hmm. This hasn't happened yet. But at this so. point, like you know, it can't be about money more. At this point, Cream Hunt is like, hey, I need a job, so let me go back to a job that I already know. Right. It's obviously a natural fit. Um, even though, I mean, 
even with that on the horizon, I would still be willing to pay up for Jerome Ford if I need a running back. Even if you didn't have Nick Chubb and you just find yourself in a situation where you need a running back, like yeah, this I is like this reminds me of like Kenneth Walker last year, right? Like mm-hmm. the big waiver wire ad that Jerome Ford might be that league winning waiver wire ad. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, and again, with Cream Hunt, where you are just projecting here, it makes it makes a ton of sense, but doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the New York Giants. Obviously, Saquon Barkley's going to miss probably three weeks. Uh, Matt Breida fills in as uh, the number one running back there. He's rostered in only three percent of leagues on on sleepers, so widely available. Um. You know, this offense has been up and down. Obviously, Matt Breida is not Saquon Barkley. There's probably going to be a mix of other guys involved, but uh, Breida still could be a nice um, filler for at least a few weeks on your roster if if you're hurting at running back or if you're maybe waiting on, you know, Alvin Kamara or or, uh, Jonathan Taylor to to hopefully come back and play. this is a guy, I mean, if I'm in a needy situation, I need a running back right now to fill, I'd be willing to spend, uh, you know, 10 to 20% of fab. Yeah, I mean, Breed is yeah. a good plug-and-play guy, right? I mean, he's going to get the majority of the carries here. The injury that happened with Saquon was at the very end of the game. I mean, Breed, uh, even after the injury, only had 3% of snaps and with one carry. So, But he has shown in the past that he can be a decent running back. Um so if you are a Saquon Barkley owner, I'm hitting hard for Brita for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm pretty high on Brita, honestly, because I don't know if you see like, with the depth chart for the, the Giants, the backup to Matt Brita. Not good. Taiwan Jones. Oh, my God. They also have 35 years old. We <laughs> love great. us some Taiwan Jones. Yeah, dude, he, was, he was a star. Go Eagles, he, he, was a, <laughs> he was a starring running back for the Eastern Washington Eagles when they won the national championship. Or Cooper Cup. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, and Cooper the, Cup was after that team, actually. I know. I'm saying that's where the same school Cooper oh, yeah. Cup came yeah, out of. Same school he came from. They, they do also have Gary Brightwell, which I feel will probably factor into carries more than Taiwan Jones would, just because Taiwan Jones. Honestly, uh, good. I, I have something I to say. Good why. on Taiwan Jones to be in this league Dude, for this he's long. Thirty five. He's just always on a team. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, we're from the inland northwest, so we love him. Oh yeah, we're going to you know Eastern Washington University. And if you ever, if you ever want want to see crazy highlights, go look, look at Taiwan Jones's highlights from Eastern. He was a fucking dude. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. I don't know about YouTube. Age, I don't know about at age thirty five, but if he's still making NFL rosters yeah, at he, that age, no, nah, dude, he hasn't like had crazy. a touch or a carry. Uh, since 2020. How the fuck does he keep making the 53? Well, you know what? He's actually still <laughs> like, a de- he's still a decent return man. So, That's like, he crazy. was the returner for the Raiders for, I think, four or five years in a row. This man's never touched the ball more than 20... Why can't I do math? 23 times <laughs> in a year. And that was back in 2015 for the Raiders yeah. when they Congrats were Congrats to him, man, for staying in the league this and long. And he's That's awesome. still here, yeah. which is fuck, probably. Um... <laughs> Good yeah. on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so take a peek at Matt Breida. Um, obviously, when Saquon gets back, he'll be the guy. But uh, for a few weeks, could be a nice filler. Um, Zach Moss, uh, the running back for the Indianapolis Colts, came back uh, this week from the broken arm. He's rostered right now in 55% of leagues. 
clearly he's their only option right now at running back. Uh, Deion Jackson, who was kind of uh, hyped up once, you know, the Jonathan Taylor situation, um, you know, once he went on the PUP, Deion Jackson was kind of the name that was being thrown out there. Um, he's terrible. He's really not good. Uh <laughs> Terrible. He played 71% of snaps in week one, had negative 0.7 points. <laughs> and then in week two, Zach Moss had 98% of the snap share. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the rookie there, he got hurt as well, Evan Hole or whatever his name is. And, yeah, and they have Jake Funk as well. But even then, like, Deion Jackson didn't see a snap in last week's game. So no. this, this is Zach Moss's backfield until Jonathan Taylor comes back. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't touching this backfield. Like, it, it's it's a mess. Um, no one is really that good. If Zach Moss is your fucking best running back by a, a large margin, then you got a you got a serious hole, I think, at the running back <laughs> position. So, but I mean, at least for the next two weeks, he should still be a. I don't know, he's probably a starter, honestly, cause especially now that Anthony oh, Richardson's yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, they're you're going to rely a little more on Zach Moss. I mean, granted, Gardner Minshew is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. Uh, a lot of people expect him to actually start the first few weeks of the season with when having Anthony Richardson, Richardson on the bench. So, I mean, he's coming. Like, Gardner Minshew's not a terrible quarterback by any means. We all know this. I mean, we're, especially from coming from the Northwest, we know a lot about Gardner Minshew. Right. Um, WSU. Yeah. Minshew mania, baby. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this. If you need a running back, would you rather have Zach Moss or Matt Breida? Like, who would you be prioritizing oh, Zach if, Moss. if Jerome Ford is not available? Zach Moss. I think I would lean Zach Moss too, because I think Breda's going to have a little more competition. Um, mostly, I know Gary Brightwell hasn't done anything in the league, but like I just feel like they're going to go more committee. Where in Indianapolis, they know Zach Moss is going to be the guy. How much fab would you spend on him? Out of a hundred, uh, I'd probably be willing to go up to twenty bucks at max. Um, because I all I also know I'm only having him for the next two weeks. All right, I'm bi- I'm I'm bidding twenty one dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> Damn it! No, I mean I'm not going to be picking Zach Moss up, but um, just because I I don't think I need him in any of my leagues. But if you're hurting for a running back, it's, it's but a I good think week. that number is about right. Yeah, yeah. Because who knows? I mean, Jonathan Taylor might, <laughs> you know, after week four, it. Does he well, actually come back and play? I don't have he, faith, dude. I don't think it's going to happen, man. It might not. It might, it might not play know, at all. I know, James, you brought this up a few weeks ago before this even started about getting his contract fulfilled for the season. He only has to play two games yeah. after the PUP to have his contract fulfilled. Right. And that's scary. And he could do exactly what you're talking about, I think, before we started recording is, you know, Faking running injury. backs, uh, exaggerating injuries. Yeah, and not playing. So if you guys haven't heard, but the, it still counts towards a game for his contract. Yeah, the NFL is suing the Players Association for basically telling running backs to either fake or exaggerate injuries, so they're not on the field to try to boost the running back market back up a little bit. And that's the exact situation we're in with Jonathan Taylor. And obviously, if if that's being told to running backs jonathan taylor is at the top of that list because of the situation yeah because he, I mean, he wants to play two games and he doesn't have to play the full second game he plays one game right he could play the first drive and be like i'm hurt of the second game and he's done that's it yeah so it's scary the crazy thing about john taylor is like if he doesn't do that and he comes back and shows he's still a number one running back 
than if you drafted him super late in leagues like a lot of people did. And like you're talking about seventh, eighth, ninth round. That's also probably a league winner if he did do that. It's a huge fucking risk at this point, man. Yeah. We'll see how that shit plays out. We just got to wait and see. Yeah. Who knows? Yep. Uh, next on the list for running backs, Gus Edwards, Baltimore Ravens running back, rostered in 60% of leagues. Justice Hill, his running mate, rostered in 58% of leagues. Uh, obviously, it's it's kind of a, a split between these two right now um, as far as this backfield goes. Kind of a committee, but both hold um, some value as as you know, decent flex plays, and if you're desperate, you can plug him in at running back. But who would you rather have on your your roster, Gus Edwards or, or Justice Hill, right now? Well, I, I, these guys are already rostered in a decent amount of leagues. I think because everybody yeah. knows that the Ravens' the, backfield yeah. is we we don't even know honestly, and it, it's such a timeshare. You can't even like really form an opinion on either of these guys. Me initially, when you asked me that question, I like Gus Edwards. Me too. That's why yeah. I prefer to have um, just over what I've seen from watching Ravens games. No, I agree. Gus Edwards is getting more, most of the carries where Justice Hill is being used more as a third down back and in, in, in a receiving role. So Gus Edwards is the guy you want to target. But, I mean, at this point, I mean, they both show potential flex value. But, I mean, can you really trust either one of them that you even want? I feel like there's probably a third string receiver you'd rather have in your flex lineup than either of these guys yeah and, and those guys were big waiver our ads last week with uh the jk news so uh probably rostered already but i would mm-hmm. prefer gus um one more name to mention at running back ty chandler is um you know it's that week early waiver wire ad um where obviously there's not a clear path right now for Ty Chandler. Alexander Madison is still the RB1 there, but Madison has been shit. He's not has not been good. Uh hasn't looked good. Doesn't seem to be playing confidently and you know, he's never been the most dynamic runner. He, you know, had some splash games filling in for Dalvin Cook throughout his career, but Ty Chandler is still there, a guy we talked about uh, you know, before the season started looked good in preseason um and because alexander madison has been so bad i wouldn't be surprised to see ty chandler get more involved starting next week and then obviously if if madison goes down with any sort of injury i think it's clearly ty chandler uh as almost a workhorse there in minnesota so that's another name to keep an eye on if you have some extra roster room where you can roster a guy that you're not planning on playing at all. Dude, what about Miles Gaskin? Fuck Miles Gaskin. Recently signed to the Vikings. I, I'm just piling on to what Jim was saying, which I totally agree on. Madison looks like absolute shit. Yeah. And as they put in the document, he's been sucking that D he's this season. Sucking that D. Dude. He's been doing something, dude. Not trucking and- D. Sucking D. What? <laughs> <laughs> the issue with Gaskin like is that the D, yeah. Gaskin right. signed after he Let's got cut on. from the from the Dolphins, <laughs> and he hasn't played a snap so far. Oh yeah, I, I'm just throwing that out there because I I think at this point the Vikings they're going to start experimenting. They they have to. They got to yeah. figure out their run game. They're going to figure out who's going to work for them in their scheme. Madison's not really working out right now, so Gaskin's also in the mix. Younger guy who was in a really deep backfield on the Dolphins. Yeah, so it's not the same as like being cut from just like any team in the NFL. It was like the, one of the deepest running back rooms. Yeah, so we should put a little asterisk in there for him. 
Uh, he's burned us plenty of times in the past. But the Vikings got to start experimenting, man. Yeah. And if they find something that works, I think that's, he's, he's someone who's in the mix. I think that's the road we're going down. And, and Ty Chandler's a guy you can splash $1 on, $2 on, and you're going to get him for sure this week. So yeah. Um, and if so, if you have the, the roster room, uh, room on your roster to kind of hold a guy and see what happens, he might be a sneaky ad, even, you know, waiting till Sunday and pick him up right before the game start, and you'll pick him up for free. If you're feeling real fucking risky, just throw a dollar at Gaskin because you're going to get him. Yeah. yeah. And in all honesty, if you would have listened to us this offseason, I think it's I, I was not in on Madison the entire offseason. I know I ranked him in our top 24, but I was not happy about it. I always says like he's just not a dynamic runner. No matter what, yeah. if, you, if you drafted Madison counting on him as an RB2, you got to pivot, like right now. Oh yeah, pivot. You gotta pivot. <laughs> you don't play him next week because no, he's not. It's not good. So I would. I mean, maybe he turns around because he at least is playing the Chargers, which you have can, been a terrible yeah. running defense for a long time. But like, if you have any other option out there, I yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on it. I mean, Madison is just. It's 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 bad how like like I said I think I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I was like he's is like Latavius Murray two point like would you play Matt huh. Rita or Zach Moss over Madison next week probably yeah I yeah. think I would probably oh, play yeah. both of them over him next week yeah both for sure all right uh wide receiver position Romeo Dobbs rostered in sixty percent of leagues uh and Jaden Reed so a couple Packers here rostered in nineteen percent of leagues. Uh, Christian Watson, you know, we're still waiting for him to come back. Hopefully that's next week, but it seems like they're really taking the cautious uh, approach with Christian Watson. He might miss next week. We don't know yet. Um, Dobbs was also kind of still working his way back from a hamstring injury. And I think, you know, his involvement has not been as high as it normally would be because of that injury. Uh, but you know, Jaden Reed stepped in and had a really big game on Sunday for the Packers. Uh, early second round pick for the Packers. A lot of draft capital invested in him. Could be a playmaker for them down the road if, you know, Christian Watson and, and Romeo Dobbs continue to struggle with injuries. But there's some opportunity to be had here in the Packers wide receiver room because Jordan Love, tell you what, he's looking pretty good. This is the next. Hall of Fame Packer quarterback. That's oh, a, God. That's, that's, that's probably a guess. That might be a stretch. We're two games into his year, into his career, but fifty years of Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> play from the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Let's see it now. So I mean, no, I mean with Dobbs, I mean he's coming from from the injury still, like, and he's not played a whole. He's played a lot more snaps this in week two than he did in week one. Seventy six snap share versus only forty eight percent snap share. So that's a big increase, but. The more he plays, he's he's gonna be the receiver too here. Like as much as Jaden Reed is a good name to have because he had a, such a big game. I mean, once Christian Watts comes back, those are Watson and Dobbs are the two guys you want to have. Yeah, I would agree. And you know, if Dobbs is still available in your league, I'd be willing to spend up a little bit for him. Um, if especially if you need a receiver or need depth at that position, because you know the yes, Christian Watson will be the wide receiver one, but Dobbs is a guy for this team and you know can put up wide receiver one numbers so yeah i'd be i'd be spending up on him i think Jaden reed is more of a flash in the pan type deal this year you know you're gonna have splash weeks like we had uh this last week but there's gonna be games where he just disappears but 
I think Romeo Dobbs will be consistently involved, so I would be targeting him heavily if he was available. Honestly, I think they're both like they're gonna flirt with uh, flex value the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, but would you gonna, rather you would rather have Dobbs, right? I would rather have Dobbs, but from what I've seen so far, Jaden Reed gets a little bit more time. So yeah. far, it's just different roles. I think it's like the injury percentage. part of the thing, though. You know, uh, yeah, Dobbs has been dealing with his own hamstring injury, and so. I mean, they even came out publicly and said we're going to be limiting his snaps due to the injury because, you know, they don't want it to to linger and, and get worse. So I would expect Dobbs, you know, the snap share, if that's what you're looking at, I would expect Dobbs mm-hmm. to be the uh, – get more snaps going forward as he gets healthier. But I'll just throw this out there real quick. When uh, Last year, his rookie year, right, from week three to week uh, eight before he got injured. 82 plus percent snap percentage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was so he homeboy was, most, was involved. He was the most consistent receiver they had, really. Christian Watson came on at the back end of the year. Oh, came uh, on like a motherfucker yeah. at the back end of the year. But. but he was also dealing with injury for a, a most of yeah. the year. So, you know, Christian Watson's one of those guys where it's, you know, it's like a Ferrari, right? Like a freak athlete, super fast, super, you know, big, but uh, a great athlete, but breaks down. Um. Yeah, because I'm very familiar with Ferraris. When it's when it's driven a little too hard, I hate when my Ferrari breaks down. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got a couple. couple. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple. I'll show you. Um, they're hidden in the backyard. All right, Josh Reynolds, uh, another name at the receiver position. Receiver for the Detroit Lions, rostered in 21 percent of leagues. Uh. He's Reynolds being used <laughs> as the deep threat in uh, in the explosive lines offense, and it's paying off. Tyler Bach writes. We talked about this guy so many fucking times. Well, I mean, okay, like the thirteen biggest, targets in two games. The biggest thing that's happened is that like we saw when they signed Josh Reynolds two years ago in Amaraz, uh midway through Amaraz's rookie season. That's when Almiraz went off because they finally had somebody to take the top off the the back in the defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're still using that way, but now he's more involved in the offense, so he's actually getting his own touches. He scored two touchdowns against the Seahawks, um, and he's a little more of a boomer bust play. But I would say that at least for the next four weeks until Jameson Williams comes back, and even then he can still end up being a good producer for you because James Williams has played like one NFL game in his career so far. Yeah. That uh he's gonna still give you give you again, it's a boomer bust value, but if you need a guy that can just come in, especially once uh bye weeks come into play in the next couple of weeks, where you need a guy that might be able to just win you a game, Josh Reynolds is that dude. Yeah, his I mean, one thing that stood out to me watching Detroit Lions games uh so far this year was the involvement of Josh Reynolds. Like He's involved, man. He's a part of this offense. He's a part of the game plan. So, yeah, maybe a, a bit deeper, uh, but, you know, the usage is nice, and you could probably get him pretty cheap off the waiver wire this year or this week, um, you know, 5% of your fab. If that, honestly. If that. He's probably a guy you could spend a couple bucks on and get him. Obviously not in our leagues because now we're all talking about it. So, we try to pick him up in our leagues and be like a 7 or $8 <laughs> bus for us but yeah we'll see is jerome ford uh available in our listener league in our home league the listener league the, the listener uh, league the one that you started the father's oh, great showdown uh no i don't think he is actually oh my god 
I got it right now. It's going to be a bidding war. Sean Ford is available in our listener league. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, Muppets didn't pick him up already? No. I thought for sure Muppets would be all over it. Muppets? Well, you can't because the games are still live. What do you mean, like, pick him up? Like, I just would have. He's available. Figured. He's available. So, yeah. how much you guys spending? Forty, $49.69. <laughs> Wait, can nice. you do decimals on no, Fab? Now you can. Now you can. <laughs> Only 69 That's it. I'll take 4901, Bob. That should be interesting. All right. Uh, Tutu Atwell, the Los Angeles Rams wide receiver, probably available in your league, rostering 32% on sleeper. Uh, obviously, Puka Nakua is the uh, big, big name right now. Uh, tw- 20 targets in week two. 20 the fucking fuck targets. Um, you know, I apologize to the listeners. I wasn't on the episode last week. I would have told you to spend up. We did. We said he was. He should be the number one waiver wire ad pro- of probably the season. <sighs> yes, we did. <laughs> okay. All right, good. <laughs> you, if you were there, you would have known. The, my, my only issue is like I wish I spent more on him because like in week one I didn't want to spend all of my fab on it. Yeah, like, that, and I should, wish I did now. You're just rolling the dice. I mean, but man, did you not it, get him? No, I, I didn't get him in a single league except for in our home league because I also picked him up in the home league before week one even started. Well, there you go. Ah, I picked him up in a couple leagues. Spent bad. spent pretty heavily on him. Um, and you know, if you picked him up in your your league, congratulations! Like he's he's gonna be. I he, at this point, even after Cooper Cup comes back, he's the number two guy there. He's yeah. probably gonna finish as a wide receiver two on the season. Yeah. The other guy that's being involved heavily, or at least decently, Tutu Atwell. He's clearly the number two option right now. Um, he'll be the number three kind of slot guy uh, when Cooper Cup comes back, but. Uh, I still think, you know, definitely worth an ad, especially in deeper leagues. You got at least two more weeks of Tutu Atwell, so having a great production. Yeah. Um, Tutu has actually ran more routes in the league than any other receiver. So, I mean, as much as, like, in terms of him getting actual catches, a lot of that has to do with Sean McVay scheming him up because he's such a small receiver that you have to make sure he gets open because he's not going to exactly come down with any contested catches because he's half the size of everybody else on the defense. Um, but for, for at least the next two weeks, I mean, he's still going to be out there running routes and he's going to be productive. So he should be an add on every for in every roster. I think he should be 100% rostered. And maybe in two weeks, he doesn't become somebody who's in your starting lineup, but he should be a depth play in case Cooper, Cooper Cup gets hurt again, which at this point in his career is very likely. They play Cincinnati next week. Tutu Atwell, flex worthy start. Yeah, Cincinnati's yeah, been trash so far. Yeah. Yep, you got to go with it, definitely. Uh, Tank Dell also made our list here. Houston Texans wide receiver, roster in 21% of leagues. Rookie, uh, C.J. Stroud requested to have Tank Dell drafted to his team. Uh, more of a depth play here, but uh, obviously you know, showed some potential in the preseason and so far through the season. It's kind of that boomer bust type of player. Uh, but shows, you know, it could be worthy of adding to your roster uh, for cheap to strengthen the depth at your wide receiver position and, and give you a, an, another, you know, viable flex play. 
Yeah, honestly, surprisingly enough, I think Nico Collins is the number one guy here, but Tank Dell and uh, Bobby Woods has had a decent amount of targets in both through, through the first two games. So surprising, thinking that we all thought that this offense going to be all about running football because Damian Pierce so far has. They just haven't done it well. And yeah. I don't know if it's the coaching change or, or what, but there's just nothing there for Damian Pierce when I look back at you know the game and the tape. I mean, it's, like, it's very similar to last year where like he's getting hit in the backfield on yeah. every play. So he's not having a chance. I mean, he's a good enough runner and he's a powerful enough runner to break those tackles and still gain yards like he did last year. Just hasn't happened yet. Um, so I don't necessarily expect Tank Dell to be a super great ad for the entire season, but he is a he has boomer bust potential again when it comes to bye weeks and you need a guy that might be able to go off against a, a good matchup. He can do it. Yeah. Nico Collins, man, last week, what a what a week. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, we threw out there as kind of a uh, late draft sleeper type pick. And I think it's pretty clear he's he's the yeah. number one playmaker there on the outside uh, for Stroud and the Houston Texans. So if they can't run the ball, they're going to be throwing it. So uh, I think right now right. it – It also helps that they're going to be losing every game, so they yeah. are going to have to the ball. That, I think that's the other thing that's actually hurting Damian Pierce is that they have to the ball because they're just <clears throat> behind. Right. Because even Bobby Woods has had 19 targets in two games. Yeah. Dude, I drafted Tank in a couple leagues. Yeah. Just because I got the faith in the boy and kind of what you guys were already saying. You know, they're probably going to be playing yeah. from behind, struggling offense, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, for me, I've, time points. I've had this like weird thing. There's like one or two leagues where I'm actually just through the two weeks, I think I've swapped Tank Dell and Robert Woods a couple times in those leagues because <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one to go with. And I, yeah. I just keep like going back and forth. So I don't know really what to do with them. But I think both but, of them are going to end up being solid pieces for you yeah. uh, for most of the season. Got to throw the ball to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dell's got the ceiling though. So if you're trying to swing yeah, for the yeah, fences, yeah. Tank has the has that ceiling. I mean, he's gonna if you want somebody who's gonna give you a seventy yard touchdown, it's definitely Tank Dell. It's not gonna be Robert Woods. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the tight end position, a couple names here to mention: uh, Zach Ertz. Uh, been around the league for a while. It's the tight end in Arizona, rostered in seventeen percent of leagues. Uh, obviously, the tight end position is what it is, and nothing has changed. Terrible. It's terrible. It's actually worse the, begin- the first two weeks of this year than I think I've seen in like 10 years. It's so annoying. It's so bad. I hate bad. it. And yeah. at this point, I might only play in leagues next year that do not include the tight end <laughs> position. It's almost like fucking kickers at this point. You know what I mean? You, you hate everything. You just, want to, <laughs> <laughs> you just want to play in a league with just quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers. You hate everything. I mean, honestly, that'd be nice. No yeah, defenses. that would be great. That would be perfect. <laughs> no, dude, we're doing defenses Wait, no, no, till no, the dad dies. No, you know how great it would be. If, At like, least you can project. If you're in a that little bit, think about it. If you're in that league and you have you draft Travis Kelsey round one, you know you just throw him in your flex, and you just draft running backs, and receivers after that. How gr- how great of a flex position is that? Yeah. What? What year is it? Twenty thirty? You thinking in the future, right now? Oh, what do you mean? It's a great flex position. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying it's not, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're. No, but I, mean, I think what Jim's gonna like. You, I think we could see in you know six, seven years where like you have more and more leagues don't even put a tight end position out there. You just use them as your flex if there's a good guy to put it in there. Uh, over my fucking cold dead body. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll be damned. <laughs> You'll retire from fantasy. If that <laughs> <happens>. <laughs> no tight ends. I'm out. I also, I, I do want. I do want to. I do want to bring <laughs> notice to this because I did notice that in uh, one of our leagues, you did drop Michael Mayer. Oh my god! I had to. Oh my yeah. god! Had to. Like we all said, you were going to anyways. Yeah, I was. I was wrong so far. We're two weeks into the season. Yeah, how many I'll blocks does he have? If you love something, let it go, and if it's meant to be, it'll come back. The only thing I've seen from Michael Meyer so far this year is getting blown up by a defensive end. Yeah. And I sent you that clip. <laughs> it was in training camp by Max. No, Crosby. it was week one, dude. No. How many pancake points does Michael Meyer have on the year? Fuck off, dude. You guys will see. We're so early in the year. How many flapjack fucking stacks does <laughs> fucking Michael Mayer? I'm ready, dude. You guys are not ready. Dude, Michael Mayer is not ready. That's the problem. And we're not ready for him being ready. He's not ready. Yeah, it's a it's a thing in the world. But when he is ready, we better be ready. Honestly, the biggest the, the biggest issue is that he's on the Raiders offense. I, the biggest issue is that you said that to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Uh, next tight end, Hunter Henry. <laughs> Can we just say like, "Hey, Zach Ertz and nothing else"? We actually went way <laughs> off of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking hey. <laughs> I mean, realistically, Zach Ertz not the best offense, but he has 18 targets in the first two games, which is pretty damn good. He's the tight end eight so far. He's actually making a pretty miraculous comeback from I, the. I hate this Arizona team from the ACL injury because he happened yeah. late in the season. So the fact that he's even playing is surprising. Like fuck off, kick Dude, him out of the league. The, the team this does suck. Ridiculous. If he's really only rostering seventeen percent of leagues, you need to grab Zach. Ertz. <laughs> you probably do. If you need, you need I mean, to do it. I, on at this point, everyone should probably be going for Zach Ertz because you probably have a tight end that's not doing shit. Yeah, like everyone else that's in the world. So a lot of targets. I mean, that's all you can really bank on for tight ends. So hey, maybe I'm a weirdo. I'm not saying drop your tight end if it's someone you believe in, someone that's like a, a mid round guy. Say you got like you know Kyle Pitts or some shit. I mean, Zacherts has a good floor, right? That's yeah, what it comes down. He to. He has a good floor, and so maybe if your tight end is struggling, you got to hold on to Zacherts at least and have that yeah. option every week. Oh, my God. Get rid of tight ends. I'm done. <laughs> done with it. Uh, Hunter Henry, another tight end that plays football um, for the New England Patriots. Don't get too fucking excited, dude. I'm so excited. <laughs> Hold on. Hunter Henry is the number two tight end in the so far. I know it's only two weeks, but come on. Uh, he scored 14 points in each dude, of the first two games. He's been crushing it. Mike Kosicki, you know, they brought in as a free agent. Sucks. Not doing shit. Um, <sighs> My fucking god, dude. Okay. And apparently Hunter Henry is is the man. So yeah. And he scored a touchdown. At least he has fifty yards and at least a touchdown the first two games. He's the only tight end in the league to do that. See, he's on to something there. You said Mike Gesicki sucks. I I hate you for that, but that's fine. Well, if you can't um, beat out Hunter anything? Henry for targets, then well, yeah, so chances are. Hey, we got to go with trends, right? And it's a good fucking trend. Honestly, if we get someone who gets four catches and forty yards as like, a tight we end, s- we saw this they're last, top twelve. We saw this last year with the Patriots. They brought in two tight ends. They've been doing this for like fucking ten years. And they brought dude. in Johnu and uh Yeah, where is Johnu now? I, I remember hearing his name on Sunday. My, in Miami. He's probably <laughs> he, at a strip no, club. He, right he's, now. In Atla- <laughs> he's in Atlanta he's in Atlanta. Oh, he's definitely at a strip club <laughs> there. Right yeah. Exactly. He's so, in <laughs> John is in Atlanta and actually outproduced Kyle Pitts. 
He had six targets and four catches for 47 yards. Kyle Pitts, I think, had God. one catch. If you drafted Kyle Pitts, kill I'm yourself. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. rough. It's rough for them boys out here. But, hey, have faith. If it's a dynasty league, if it's a uh, redraft league, you done fucked up. Yeah. I mean, the only league I have, caught, I have Pitts in is a dynasty. And I got him all, based off of a trade, I believe, actually. Yeah, you did. You trade right my brother. And at that time, it, it looked great. It was a trade rate for yeah. Dynasty. It looked great, uh, but now, yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. Time tells all, man. Yeah, that's the curse of the dynasty league, man. Yeah, the Kyle Pitts, the tight end who never was. You know, fuck. It's been a year and a half, dude. Give it, give it like it's at least. Not, not, it's been a year and two games. It's not even a year and a half. Yeah. yeah, let's give it like five more games before we start saying that. Yeah. He's uh uh yeah. Anyways, that'll do it, right? I mean, do we have any other names to add? Nah. Tyro Williams. No. R.I.P. 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 Tyro Williams. No one knows what happened, man. He got a concussion. He's never been seen again. Missing persons report. Tyro Williams. Tyro Williams, Kyle right. Pitts, real, you know, Tadri type picks. Um, yeah, Tyro Williams, last time he was on the Lions two years ago and was cut. And no one's heard from him since. Okay, so yeah, check on Tyro Williams. Yeah, where is this? What's this guy? man doing? Can can a family member please come forward and let us know that he's just alive? Give us a call. Hit us up at the <laughs> FF Fathers on Twitter. If you know Tyrell Williams, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> let us know what he's doing. We're looking for him, and we might be the only people on earth looking for Tyrell <laughs> Williams. It's <laughs> the Tyrell Williams Search Group Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, all right. Well, appreciate y'all listening. Good luck with the waiver wires. If you have specific questions, again, hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Uh, an episode will be coming out later this week, going through all the matchups, starts of the week, all that good stuff. I think we might have missed it week one, which yeah, we, was probably the most important one. Well. And I have to, guys, I have to say I'm it's leaving for, my fault. <laughs> just guys know I'm leaving for Seattle on Thursday, so I'm going to need you guys to really bring this home, okay? Oh, my uh, God. I'm going to bring it home, dude. I'm... I, and I haven't looked at it, all of them, but, like, I'm gonna bring it I know somewhere. we put it out on Twitter where our start sets are, and as far as I remember, my start sets have been immaculate this week, so fuck you guys. Uh, okay, we'll see you next week, then. Yeah. We'll oh. see. Yeah. It's been one fucking week, dude. I'm just saying, one week, one week for the dub. Sun shines on a dog's ass someday. You also drafted Kyle Pitts, so I didn't draft hey. Kyle Pitts. I got him on a trade. <laughs> Listen to my start says I drafted Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I got him on a trade in a dynasty league. All right, I swear I'm good at this. I drafted <laughs> Kyle Pitts. I did. <laughs> it's not I did. my fault. Stop giving me out false information. <laughs> it's wrong. Uh, fake news. <laughs> Tyler Big Herbie, everybody. The guy that drafts Kyle Pitts in every league that he can. Don't listen to these fools. He's uh I was not drafting him. He's a man that loves a good pit. So the liberal media is trying to destroy you. Uh, BBC. You, know, you too? Yeah. With your with your <laughs> fake news. Yes, we are Yeah, me and Jim. We're the, we're the liberal media. <laughs> yeah. The BBC is coming after you. Uh, shit. And I'm not talking about the news network either. It's, 
things. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> Colors and pronouns were. Colors and pronouns were super accepting. Uh, <laughs> All right. If anything's going to get us canceled, it's that. <laughs> right there. Cancel this, man. Please do. Uh, please cancel us and uh, I'd like to see you try. Yeah, yeah, take all of our money. <laughs> all right, uh, appreciate y'all listening. We'll catch you later this week. Uh, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> I was like, this is a weak ass bye. Yeah, bye, that was pretty fucking. Well, how many more I do? That was pretty lackluster. Hey, hey, well, if you're still listening. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>